Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, well, a good opening day, Jim. You get a look at your new pitcher. He takes the mound as your uh, number one to begin the season. And, well, he looked like an ace. Great stuff. Five and a third scoreless. Well over a strikeout per inning. Couldn't ask much more. No, he was outstanding. Uh, what I really liked is that, he, you know, I think he was throwing 95-ish last year. Uh, but his fastball was thought to be fairly straight. His fastball was really moving yesterday. Uh, he was willing and able to pitch inside. His changeup is probably his best pitch, and that certainly looked good. But I think the biggest difference is they've really encouraged him to develop and, and use that slider, that 83-mile-an-hour slider, curvish, slurvish thing that really makes him, makes him tough on right-handers. His changeup kind of eats up lefties. Uh, his slider really eats up righties and can also get it in on lefties. And, you know, I wrote about it today. One thing Rick Anderson, the twins always told me about Johan Santana is, yeah, okay, sure. You know, his fastball only comes in 93, 94, but his slider comes in 87. His changeup comes in 78. And you can't, if you want to play guessing, if you want to try to guess along with him, you can't sit on one pitch and have any chance hitting the other two pitches. Now, Lopez is 96, 88, 89, 83. It's kind of the same thing. There's enough separation in velocity and movement between the pitches. You really can't guess along. You have to just react to the pitches, and the pitches are good. Yeah, and that makes it a lot tougher when you can't do that. And having that variety of pitches, you know, closers can get away with fastball, curveball, or whatever it might be. But as a starter, you need more than two pitches, and he certainly seems to have it. Yes, and he's got composure. Everybody really love his work ethic, love his attitude. You know, I think you're seeing now why they wanted him to be uh, their opening day starter. I thought it was interesting. Buxton on the TV interview right after the game saying, this is why he's our ace. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, here's your best player just calling him your ace, uh, even though Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan have a lot of respect in that, in that clubhouse. So I, I just don't know you could have expected anything more. And I know certain Twins fans are always going to be mad at any time the pitcher gets pulled before the eighth inning. Uh, but we're talking about, you know, March 30th, fairly cold environment, uh, a fully rested bullpen, a day off on Friday. I think Rocco felt, you know, he, Rocco to me was making the move that I, I heard Tom Kelly explain so often. So why do I want to wait for this guy to get in trouble you know, before I pull him? Why don't I pull him while he feels good? He's set up to get the win. Uh, my relievers are set up to do their jobs, and they get to come in with a clean slate, nobody on base. Uh, and, you know, field bar against lefties, Jackson Lopez uh, in the 78th, Duran in the 9th. I mean, I I, you know, from what I've been told, they want to get their starters to a point, especially their best starters, where they can throw 100 to 110 pitches and be efficient enough that that can get you into the seventh or whatever. But it probably wasn't going to happen on March 30th. That's right. That's right. And Caleb Thielbar comes in. What a res- what a resurrection story this guy is. Uh, uh, he just learned how to really spin the ball, and that's what he's been really good at. Yes, and I also think he's gotten stronger. Uh, it's a combination of physical strength, maturity pitching intelligence, adding spin to his pitches. Uh, his fastball is much better than you see. He used to be just a guy who would get, you know, what, what they call it. Uh, the, the, uh, there used to be a nickname for single, for guys who came in just to get one lefty out. Yeah. I can't remember what the nickname was. But now with new rules, you can't just bring in for one batter. People really have to be able to pitch. They have to have a variety of pitches. And Fieldbar has become that guy. He has, and and uh, amazing. I, you know, he developed that toughness by. I mean, wasn't he out of uh, organized ball a little bit yes. pitching in the independent minor leagues? And 
and yeah. uh, come back. So, I mean, he, hey, hey, there there isn't any tough situation he gets into that he's going to be scared of. No, and uh, and Moran is a really talented guy, so they have two lefties they like. They're not going to have to overwork field bar. I mean, this bullpen could be really dynamic. Jacks looked great yesterday. Uh, you know, Lopez was an all-star last year, and they pitched the seventh inning for them last yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think, I, listen, there, nobody has a perfect bullpen. It doesn't exist. You know, Pagan is on the team, and who knows how he's going to He could be a find, a guy who come in the sixth and blow people away, or he could be a disaster. We don't know. Yeah. But there's enough organizational depth that you can, I think you can feel really good about this pitching staff right now. Yeah, and Duran comes on throwing bullets. I mean, gosh, 103 the guy can touch. He's, that's what you want. You, you, it's, it's hard on teams to give up leads in the ninth inning. Uh, and and Duran, you know, he's going to be tough to get anything off of. Yes, and I just hope that he relies on his fastball, intimidates people with the fastball, and then uses the other pitches just to keep them guessing and just to kind of get that third strike sometimes mm-hmm. i hope he doesn't go away because he's got three good pitches but the fastball is what makes him special and i hope he just relies on that and makes people afraid to see the fastball uh interesting last night uh shohei otani called his own pitches and uh, they asked him about it afterward and he said it was in part because of the pitch clock uh that if he wanted to shake off a pitch from his catcher he would then feel a little rushed in in spring training to get the the right pitch uh, called. So he went to calling his own pitches, and he wasn't the only one. I saw that quite a bit yesterday. Yeah, the twins. Uh, a lot of twins pitchers are doing the same thing. Some twins pitchers just feel more comfortable with the, it all starting with the catcher and have Vasquez, who they really trust, to call pitches. But a lot of pitches, you know, they're just cutting out the silly. So many of these new rules in terms of pitch clocks and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the monitors, all that, they're just limiting silly things. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, you know, I always thought it was so stupid. Catchers call catchers call four pitches to get the pitch that the pitcher wants. Well, mm-hmm. you know, wouldn't it be nice if the pitcher could just call the pitch he wants instead of going through this pantomime? You know, now he can. Now the pitcher can say, "I'm throwing a fastball," and you don't have to do the whole shakeoff thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as long as you've got a pitcher who's capable, some guys get kind of caught up in it all. It can be a little tough right. uh, for them to call pitches. Much you might you could even at that point have a manager step in and and uh, start uh, calling pitches. I don't know. There's 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 things to work out, but but it is interesting and and the games flowed well. Uh, we saw a few uh, pitch violations during the course of the day, but nothing that you know shut down a game or anything. Uh, they'll be able to work through all that. It seems. Yes. And, uh, you know, listen, the, ho- the whole point of this is not the details. The details can be mm-hmm. uh, manipulated as we go. The whole point is to make it a flowing, quick-paced game with- and just eliminate the stupid standing around and scratching and spitting that, that just dragged baseball games out. I mean, listen, none of us mind seeing a three-and-a-half-hour game. That's a great game or a really high-scoring game or an extra inning game. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't want the four-to-two game where nothing interesting happens to last three-and-a-half hours. There's yeah. no point. You know, and like yesterday they played in two hours and 32 minutes, and I loved it. I loved the pace. I loved the flow of the game. I loved the fact that the hitter was always ready. The pitcher knew he always had to be ready. And there was just none of that just standing around doing nothing. And, and bottom line, they need to appeal to a younger audience. I mean, I read in your paper this week that Bally Sports North lost half their subscribers just in the last five years. Well, they've got to find a way to get them back, and one way would be to increase the pace of play. That, that is one way. Uh, adding speed to the game should help. Uh, and I, frankly, I think the other thing is that I think Twins fans are, are very fickle. And when the, they feel like the Twins aren't good, they just run away. And the, other, and the other weird thing here is I, it's become this like cause celeb that, that sports fans shouldn't have to pay 
to watch, you know, the Twins or to watch local sports. I'm sorry, that's just where we are now. Mm-hmm. If you want to watch something, you have to get that app. You have to pay for that subscription. It might not be ideal, but it is the way the modern world works. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can get the ballet sport. And I'm not telling anybody how to spend their money. I don't care how anybody spends their money. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you really care about watching the Twins, you might have to spend whatever it is, 20 bucks a month for the app. That's just the way this world works. Yep. Uh, so a tough tough news for the Timberwolves. Nas Reed, a broken wrist. Um, you know, that certainly affects their depth. They they do have some depth at, at, at his spot to the bigs, but he's been so effective. That's a tough loss. It's a bad loss at a really bad time uh, because, you know, losing doesn't no shame in losing to the Suns in Phoenix, but mm-hmm. it did mean that they were going to have to play really well down the stretch. The Lakers are making a move here. The Pelicans are making a move. You know, getting that, getting that sixth seed isn't just about trying to pass the Warriors. Now there are a lot of teams vying for that. And Reed has been one of their best players. And he's been versatile enough they could play him and Gobert and Towns together and really attack people with their size and be great offensively while doing it. This does, you know, this kind of almost means that Towns is going to have to is going to have to step forward and, and play more minutes and score more, whether he's ready or not. Yep. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports at Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.